0: Shy. I' shy. And it's
1: up to you. <laughs> Super open. To everyone being shy about this.
0: So we hold them both. We're holding two mics because one's being recorded <laughs> and one's for for you all.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, so welcome everybody. I'm super excited to, to have a podcast, a live podcast. This is my first time doing doing something like this, so it might be a little weird. Yeah. I don't know. Things might get a little strange. Not that we're, anything else tonight was strange, but things might get a little strange. I don't know.
0: I literally, I turned to Wit as soon as, uh, was it Michael? Yes. This, see, I was like, we should just wrap up. There's no right, way right, we're going we to be able to, we cannot right. follow that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Or at the very least, I have to cut my seal thing because I did have a seal thing in the middle. But yeah, I'm I'm cutting it out.
1: I'm so glad. So yeah, so one glad. can't do, over.
0: Yeah, can't do that. I know.
1: Twice. <laughs> yep, two seals in a row. I don't know. I don't
0: think that. people would stick around. <laughs>
1: Conrad, I'm, I'm really excited to be sitting here talking to you. Yeah. Um, I love your work. I love everything that you do. Um, just like uh, full. ditto trans- by the way. Yeah. Huh?
0: Ditto. <laughs> oh, thanks, and it's reversed because you were on my panel for "To the Polls," so it's, we're right, kind of like exactly. reversing the roles here. I, I appreciate it.
1: I was just about to do that, be like full transparency. Yeah. Um, so last year, Conrad actually invited me to make a mural for one of his projects called "To the Polls," which yep. was a really amazing project. Brought together ten. Um, muralists, 10 artists from the city to make murals related to voting, to get folks out to vote, to register to vote.
0: The the goal was to get 10 artists who lived, who were Philly-based, who ranged all different kinds of art forms, and to ask them to create a mural to inspire people to be civically engaged. So the goal was to get people to vote, but yeah, civically engaged, however that means for you. Because um, that's a conversation we end up getting into, why, why some people don't vote, and why it shouldn't be the goal of any organization to, you know, encourage people to vote necessarily, you know? Just be civically engaged if you can, you know, raise awareness. But yeah, I'm so glad. When you said yes, I just beamed. I was so excited, because i heard about your work, and I'd seen your work, and I have. it was, you know... Well, should we just make this about you? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but I was really excited because there's so there's I usually work with visual artists and you you really stretched sort of like your what you did to sort of fit what we needed which was paint on a, on a wall and I really appreciated that. No, yeah.
1: no thank you for inviting me. Yeah. I had a really great time. It was really Yeah, I mean, I I really love that you brought folks together like that. Like, that was really, really amazing. Um, Also, like, a lot of people really love your work. A lot of people really dig everything that you're doing. If you're not familiar with Conrad's work, Conrad runs a blog called Streets Department and also has a podcast that's really amazing. And you're a photographer, too.
0: Listen, I barely have time to do it all. There it is. (laughs) I don't have time.
1: But you're doing really amazing work with the well, time all, that
0: you do have, And it all bleeds into each other, right? Like the, photo, the blog I have is a photo blog and the podcast is just an extension of talking with people. It's what we're doing there, yeah.
1: So something I noticed is that you're always on the scene. Like it seems like a lot of folks are starting to read, reach out to you yeah. when they're getting ready to do some work. When they're getting ready to put up, some, put up a mural, do some graffiti, do some yeah. street art. Folks are reaching out to you. So like you're the first one on the scene. Sometimes you're the first one with the information. So you're you're doing really amazing work and folks are reaching out to you to get their
0: yeah, stuff I mean, out there. I'm lucky in the sense that um, well luckily for me there's not like thirty street art blogs in Philly, so that's great. Um, <laughs> And no one here start one. I see like a few of you. Your eyes are like, (laughs) not you. the gleam in their eyes, the gleam. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: But yeah, I've been running streets department for almost nine years now, a little over eight and a half years. So um, it surprised me that there aren't more media outlets talking about art in the public space. And that's sort of what the focus of my blog is. Um, street art, muralism, um, but uh, even the bigger media outlets in Philly really rarely talk about art in the public space. Um, every once in a while, they'll talk about a bigger mural from Mural Arts, but um, they're not talking regularly about the different artists that are creating the public space, so I hope that that's the kind of space that I've created with Streets Department, and yeah, with the artists reaching out to me, I'll tell anyone. I'll give everyone my phone number, um, and when any artist, whenever I meet an artist, I say, here's my phone number. Text me when you do new work, because, like, I'll go out and shoot it, and if I like it, I'll put it in the blog. And it turns out there's a lot of artists in Philly creating really good work, so I end up blogging about a lot of it.
1: No, that's fantastic, and yeah. I'm really glad that you do, because there, there are some things I don't think I would have ever encountered if I hadn't seen it in an email from you. And if you're not part of Conrad's email you know, list, feel free to join it. You know, yeah. just put a plug out there for it. Um, so what got you into this? Because you're, you said you're a photographer, yeah. but what got you into working with artists who are doing work out in the public?
0: Yeah, I was, um, well, I didn't, the long story, I mean, this, the whole story could be two hours, but I didn't go to college outside of high school. I went to Central High School. If anyone, anyone here from Philly, raise your hand. I'm curious. So I went to Central High School in Philly, which is a pretty good high school here, but um, I ended up getting kicked out because I got sick my junior year. uh, My doctors didn't know what was wrong with me. Long story short, I missed a ton of school, and the school didn't make any exception for me. Mm -hmm. Turns out I just had a really bad form of mono, effectively. Um, But I was like, yeah, it's shitty that they didn't catch it earlier. Um, But uh, like a super rare bad form of mono. So it's like in my house for about a year, but I ended up getting, yeah, like homeschooled um, and getting my diploma that way. Long story short, I didn't get into the colleges I wanted to get into, I didn't get the kind of scholarships I wanted, so I uh, just worked at a coffee shop for a while, I worked at Whole Foods, and I was a freelance writer for a few years. I ended up meeting some people out in the scene who were like, oh, you seem like you know what's up, like, do you want to co-write this article with me? It was this woman, Kelly White, actually, who I went to elementary school with, who offered me that opportunity, uh, the first opportunity I had to write. And it kind of went from there once, you know, that would have been in 2004. So once I got my first, like, co-writing opportunity, opportunities to write uh, articles for Philly.com and Philly Mag just started popping up. Um, But it turned to street art because I was really fed up of doing freelance writing uh, in Philadelphia, freelance journalism. You know, I didn't get to pick the stories I wanted to talk about. Um, I didn't get to pick the edits. So um, I wanted to focus on something I was interested in. And for whatever reason, for a number of reasons, I was interested in art in the public space, yeah.
1: That is wonderful. As uh, I was looking at the Instagram post from Tattooed Mom because they call you public art champion. I think (laughs) think that's so cute and it's really fitting. I Um, had
0: my 21st birthday party here, (laughs) and when I broke my leg when I was 24, um, they had a benefit for me here. I go way back with Tattooed Moms, yeah.
1: That's really cool. I was
0: here when you could smoke cigarettes back here. (laughs) <laughs> Anyone remember that? Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm glad I don't smoke, but no judgment.
1: <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, do you see yourself as getting into public art on your own at any point?
0: Oh, like creating public art? Huh. Um, Well, I do do photography, and it there are a lot of photographers who use photography as... Create murals with photography, so maybe one day. Um, I like being on kind of behind the camera, uh, you know, being the document documenter, being the person who's interviewing people. So I'd say probably not, but um, I like curating artists for for stuff. Maybe I'd like to do more of that.
1: That sounds great. Yeah, that sounds really good. You've done a lot of. There was a project that you did, uh, I believe it was last year, also with queer artists as well. Yeah. So, how does queer identity play a role in the work that you're doing?
0: <sighs> hmm, that's a really good question. Well, that show came about because I've been running the blog, I, like I said, for almost nine years now, and it just occurred to me, I mean, I've been gay, I mean, I knew when I was gay when I was 14, um, and I've been running this blog for years, that there, I couldn't think, on one hand, how many gay muralists, gay street artists I knew. And that really started to bug me. And then I got drinks with some people, it turned into a thing. I was like, how are there not more gay street artists? How are there not more murals created by gay people? In the gayberhood, there are a handful of murals of like queer folks holding hands, and they're beautiful, but they're created by street artists. Uh, and they're in the gayberhood. So it's like, can we have a couple holding hands in Fishtown? Like, why not? You know, a, a same sex yeah. couple or non-binary folks, a mural to a non-binary person in a neighborhood around Philadelphia. Like, why does all that content have to be sucked into the neighborhood? So that ended up evolving into uh, Queer in Public, which was an exhibition we did at uh, Mission Taqueria, which is a space that I curate. Um, We have quarterly exhibitions there. And we got three of uh, probably the best public artists I know uh, in Philly who work, uh, who are queer, and we created a little show there. So I was hoping with that show that we could encourage sort of like the big um, creators in Philadelphia, the big funders, the mural arts program, the PMAs, the Association for Public Arts, to really do their due diligence in making sure that, you know, they're bringing on people who maybe didn't have the representation that they had 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago. So, who knows?
1: That's wonderful. And I definitely think that these... Um, opportunities that you're creating are creating more opportunities. That's the goal. Artists. It all kind of. Absolutely. Yeah, it grows. Absolutely. You're doing a wonderful job. Oh, thank you. It's really great. Um, do you have any projects like? Coming up, I mean, you don't have to give away your secret, sure. but you can be like, "Oh yeah, there's a thing that's happening at some point."
0: No, I mean, the main thing I'm focusing on now is looking for creating a really interesting third season of my podcast. So, mm. the first season was kind of a mix of guests. We had guests from France, we had guests from New York, from Baltimore, and from Philly. And then the second season really spun into Philly. Um, we had Jamie Gautier, who was just elected to city council. Um, we had Ignis Saffron, an architecture critic from the Inquirer. Um, so for the third season, I'm, I'm kind of angling at doing something a little more national, maybe traveling parts of the country to interview wow. people from across the country who are doing interesting things. Um, the angle of my podcast, by the way, is interviews with the creative mind shaping the world around us. So the blog that I have is focused on art in the public space, and it's hyper-local, so it's focused on Philadelphia. But the podcast takes a wider view of creativity and looks at creativity from across the spectrum um, and from places outside of Philadelphia. So, in our first season, for example, we interviewed Helen Gim, who I think is a really creative local politician who will probably be our next mayor. I really love what she's doing. Yeah, clap for Helen Gim. Um, so yeah, if you if you've not heard of my podcast before, just go home tonight and listen to five episodes. I think is what is that what you're saying? And then... <laughs> yes, that's exactly what but, I said. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but if you clap, the Helen Gimm episode is a really good one to start with. The Jamie Gauthier, who... I mean, it can't be understated. Jamie Gauthier, if you don't know that election, won a district seat on city council. And she beat out a 27-year incumbent, which no matter what your politics are, if you liked uh, the politician before or you like Jamie, like it's really hard to beat the incumbents here in Philadelphia. The establishment here in Philadelphia has such power... Um, and she wasn't party-backed, Jamie Gautier, um, but she won in a pretty big uh, landslide. She won by 12 points, which was pretty big. So that's another good episode to listen to. That one just came out.
1: Awesome. We'll definitely make sure we listen to five episodes. Did everyone get Five that? tonight.
0: Five. They're hour-long, too, so get some coffee.
1: Oh, my gosh. You're hilarious. Uh, so some of the work that you do also revolves around activism within public yeah. arts. And public spaces and something that you did recently or that you wrote about recently
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh what are you going to ask about okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> was the starbucks by city yeah hall. yeah do you want to talk about sure.
0: that yeah so i mean the core of my blog talks about creativity in the public space so art in the public space that's street art muralism a lot of things um but increasingly with the blog and with the tours that i host i'm just curious about public space in general and how we value it There are so many artists in Philadelphia, so many street artists who are creating like ad takeovers where they'll literally go around to like bus shelter ads, rip out the ads there and replace it with art. It's just this question that some artists are raising, or not some, a lot of artists in Philadelphia and around the globe are raising of, you know, why are we subsidizing our public space with advertising when by definition we own it? And by definition, I mean, it should be it should be managed by our tax dollars, and not, not our tax dollars. It should be managed by Comcast should pay more. And you know wealthy billionaires should pay more. Please, yeah, please clap. Ew, I hate it that I just said that. <laughs> but yeah, it, you hear what I'm saying. So the fact that we're, we don't have a progressive tax structure in this country, in this city, um, and we're subsidizing those public spaces, those public experiences with um, advertising, doesn't seem right to me, and it doesn't seem right to a lot of people. One, one thing to think about is right when you raise your hand if you've ever taken SEPTA here in the city, if you've ever taken the train, the L, right? We all, we, a lot of us do. Um, you see ads all over, right? The platforms, all over the trains, right? Um, but the ad revenue SEPTA makes is somewhere around five percent of their annual budget, um, annual revenue, uh, annual whatever money that they get. Um, but are the ads you experience five percent of your experience? There's a huge imbalance there. Um, so yeah, I would rather see a more progressive uh, tax structure in this country that really supports public life, supports infrastructure, supports schools. I mean, geez, um, public parks and all that. So whoa, I went on a tangent to get around to this. It's
1: okay, but you're getting back to it. You're okay, here I saw,
0: you're, yeah, I, I saw myself. I I yeah, I saw you too. But here we are.
1: Here we
0: okay, are. so recently um, <laughs> there started go, there started to be advertising in Dilworth Park that said a Starbucks was coming, um, and I thought, well, that's fucked up. Can I curse? No. You
1: already that's, did. It's okay. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. Holy yeah. moly. <laughs> yes, you can curse. But, okay.
0: There you go. I do love to say holy moly, though. I say that a lot. Um, and I thought, well, that's interesting because one, there's a law school across the street. There's Starbucks all in Center City. You know, I understand the idea of like building um, amenities in parks, right? If you're in the middle of Fairmont Park. Maybe it's nice to grab a coffee somewhere, but this is Dilworth Park. There's amenities all around. Um, it's nice to have a green space in the center of the city. Another thing I started thinking of, this is one of the most central parks in our whole city. It's connected by both train lines, the only park that is. Um, it's right across, or it's at City Hall. So to, to have a building built there that sells Starbucks just felt wrong to me. Um, so I started a petition thinking, like, well, if I'm alone in this idea, then the petition will die and I'll move on. But the petition didn't die. Uh, over the course of just a few weeks, I got about 8,000 signatures. I was asked by the Inquirer to write an op-ed about what, to expand on my thoughts about all this. Um, I was interviewed by a ton of people, including, like, CBS3, local news, which it's really hard. If anyone's an artist in this room, it's hard to get the TV news to pay attention to anything you're doing. Um, and it... Um, The conversation kept going, and I ended up meeting with the uh, the gentleman who created that decision. His name is Paul Levy, and he works with Center City District, and I basically came to the realization that there's nothing they can do. The contract was already signed, but um, as far as that specific building and that specific Starbucks, but um, they were kind of shocked by it all. I mean, they didn't expect this kind of backlash. They've never got a petition signed by so many people against something they were doing. Um, So the conversation I had with Paul was sort of him recognizing that and saying, like, moving forward, we're going to do our best to communicate ideas that we have for our public spaces that they manage um, with the public before we sign anything. Because, I mean, at that point, what are they going to do, sue Starbucks or try to break a contract with Starbucks? I don't think that would go over well for them. Um, So I understand where they're coming from, and I hope that they do what they say and move forward with – more accountability to the public, who again we all own this space together. Yeah. I, I can't talk in sound bites. You know that? Like I just ramble.
1: That's perfectly fine. Okay. I am.
0: <laughs> well, we're on a podcast. That's what it's for, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
1: No, this is definitely a conversation. So I'm glad that you're able to do that. Um, so I mean, moving forward with that, did they say there were going to be any next steps or yeah, was like a they community-based committee?
0: We so. I pushed them on. Well, I've had three beers. <laughs> I kept pushing them on creating some sort of like neighborhood park group. Um, it doesn't seem like that will necessarily happen. Um, but I really, I, I mean, I was looking Paul in the eyes for two hours. I've never met this guy before. He seems like one of the most powerful people in the city. What are you laughing at?
1: Just the idea of the two of you just sitting there like the whole time eye to eye up I was like, for two hours. Up? No actual work.
0: Um, <laughs> And I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty good read of people, I hope, anyway. And I, re- I genuinely believe him that he, they didn't expect this and they would do anything to avoid a reaction like this again. Because, again, it wasn't just me. It was 8,000 people who signed it. Ignis Staffron wrote an article against what they were doing there. So it wasn't just me. It was a lot of people in the city were saying, like, our public space is too valuable to give over to Starbucks. Our public space is too valuable... Um, to give over to private interests, um, especially multinational chains like that, you know? So I I think he listened. Um, I don't think they're going to create a community group like that necessarily, but I I really think they listened. They got a little scared, and they're going to be more careful and bring more people in when they move forward with different ideas. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, that's part of our role as the public, as citizens, as me as a blogger maybe in Philly, is hold them accountable. So, okay, if they trip up again... We'll see what happens. That's not a threat. I, that's not a threat. <laughs> but
1: can can we edit that out? Can yeah.
0: We? <laughs> we'll have to have another conversation, Paul. But uh, no, I I do take him at his word.
1: No, that's fantastic. That's really great, yeah. and I'm glad that you're doing that work, uh, and I'm glad that. I mean, like as Tattoo Mom said, public art champion. No, you really are doing really great work for public art in Philly and also for folks that are, you know, citizens that are able to enjoy public art. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, thanks. Um, Yeah, just are there any projects that you're supporting from other artists that are creating art in the public?
0: Yeah, I mean the the great thing is is like we're in the summer, like June, July is like when every street artist is creating something. Murals are being put up all around the city. So I wouldn't say necessarily an individual artist, at least I can't think on the spot. But if you follow me on Instagram or my blog, you can hear about everyone who's creating great stuff. But um I also host walking tours. I started doing that about three years ago. Um, those do pretty well. I do charge a small fee, $15, just because it takes me a lot of time to organize those and put them together. And oftentimes I'll invite artists out who will offer a stipend uh, to come speak with us. But um, those explore uh, the public space of different neighborhoods around Philadelphia and the art that are in those public spaces. So I encourage anyone who's interested to come out to those. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there's like one sort of takeaway from this. Maybe conversation we're having, or from my blog, it's that just our our public life is too valuable um, to just not have a constant conversation about it. And I think that conversation, you know, Helen Gim, go, to go back to Helen Gim, she's done a great job in her whole career of bringing that conversation about public schools. Um, but, you know, that we need to have a similar, heated, interested, focused conversation on public space, public art, all of it, because it's one of the few things that we all have together and we all own together. Um, so yeah.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. Absolutely. I really really enjoyed this. This Me has too. been a wonderful podcast. A wonderful experience as first live podcast too. So thank you Conrad for bringing your wisdom, for bringing your thoughts around public art. Super super appreciative of it. And you
0: know, you're going to be on my podcast. You're on the list. I don't know okay. when, but you I've told you that. Whee! <laughs> so we'll do this. We'll just go back and forth forever. <laughs>
1: but thank
0: thank you for having me on
1: yeah yeah not a problem thank you so much for your time your energy and all the work that you're doing around the city I'm super excited about it and I'm looking forward to getting more of these emails from your email list make sure y'all sign up for for you know Conrad's email no algorithms email (laughs) (laughs) sign up y'all so thank you very much, and yeah. thank you to everybody who attended today and stayed here and listened to us ramble. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that's it, y'all. We're we're out for the night. Yeah. Thank, you so thank you so <laughs> much. Throw
0: twenty bucks in the hat on your way out. Yeah. Please. Right, Roberta.